We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Hey, oh, welcome to yet another episode of the California Penal League podcast. I am Steve. With me, as always, is Chris and Fabs. If you're a new listener, what's going on? If you are an avid listener, what's going on? Uh, welcome to our episode getting into the midseason break, uh, the all star break. We got some midseason awards for you guys. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the draft for the Indians. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about where the team currently stands and that juicy athletic article that was out there about the team and everybody getting their panties in a bunch about that. And then also, <laughs> this is apparently the season of. Everybody on Twitter having sources telling them what the team name is going to be. So we'll get into that as well. But I guess the disclaimer. I basically sent that to you guys. Uh, so and I appreciate it too. Yeah, we'll, we, we'll talk about that. I wanted to very quickly, uh, because we were recording this as the All-Star game just wrapped up. I'm thinking about the jerseys. That's why I was pausing there. I, I have a lot of <laughs> thoughts about them. I will say this. They better all be negative. Well, mm, let me tell you this. I have always oh, wanted, boy. I have always, always wanted the All Star game to move to like the teams having their jerseys because, like, uh, having one jersey for each side. Because there have been years with the batting practice jerseys and the home run derby jerseys, like, oh, so cream ass. Like, they're so the cool. San Diego ones. Yes. The San Diego oh ones are very cool. Very nice. Very, and a lot of the time they look pretty nice. neat. And I've always been bummed that like all you ever do is see like your player just like sitting on the sideline with like a camera just goofing off. And it's like, I want to see you in that jersey. But yeah. And and I will say some of the players, like especially the white for the NL, rocked it pretty, pretty nice. I, I thought they looked pretty good game action. The whites looked decent. The blues yeah. looked like straight up pajamas. Because yeah. and the players <laughs> did okay with it. But like when too. you what's that? It was all blue. It was blue tops and blue everything. Pants. Yes. And yeah. when you saw like the pitching coach come out of the like dugout, like to make a change and like he was just kind of like you know walking out it was like it was like watching Ebenezer Scrooge like emerging from like his like home it was like very weird it was like an old man like you know I was expecting like his wiener to fall out or something out of like his robe I was hoping you know like like, that's what I was waiting for baby talk about spicing up the all-star game wardrobe Um, wardrobe malfunctions Let's go. We pulled a bunch of young people. They said we they want to hang dong. More I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> We're marketing we maybe somebody youth. like game this poll, but we don't know. So I that's my take on the All-Star game. Here's my other take on uh because the other the other night was the home run derby. I don't really care about the home run derby. Ever. Oh wow. that's my hot take. I don't wow. I don't care about it. I, I never knew that Chris about Berman's not in yeah. it because the number of times I have to hear him go back, 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 like back, 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 for a post yeah. or for a, an episode, but I I was thinking we like fans like oh they're going to talk about how to fix the All Star Weekend oh no next year oh, sh- yeah actually one <laughs> thing they did do three hundred sixty five days before a little primer for next year a little appetizer if you will 
I did really enjoy the draft was mixed in with the All Star weekend. That was cool. I like that. Yeah, I everybody totally was like, "Go!" I totally everybody go. was weird about that, but I was like, "Why not?" It actually got it like, makes more play. Sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot it of sense. More, why not treat it as like? Because really, this is the only thing going in a typical year when it's not right. the you know the pandemic NBA finals. It's like, yeah. why not just make? Why not you have whole week three just four days? Baseball. Yeah, just own it. Yeah, but I was thinking like. uh I would probably tune into the into the home run derby if like a la the Savannah Bananas, if like if a if a fan catches it or or one of the kids catches it in the field and if it's like a pop out, you like losing out. So like oh, so it's not fine. a home run. If a fan catches it in the stands, it's not a home run. Well, and but now with the timer that that'd be you'd have to go back to the old school rule. That's what I that yeah, that's what I want to do. Okay. I would okay. go back to the old school way of doing it and I would like I would introduce all these like crazy scenarios where like the fans and the kids get involved and they become like part of the of the match. Well, that's where I you think have that would moving be. objects like a windmill or something like that's where dude, you get crazy make it with top it. Golf, or like, like you could have a dude yes. like you you could have a mascot or a guy like on like a zip line like on the stadium and like you aim for him or he's like trying to catch and the it's balls like five or something home runs or something. Yeah, yeah, That'd like just get weird with it. I just like I love home runs as much as the next guy, but like. I don't know if I want to watch three hours of it. I, I really don't like. I did watch enough. a little bit of it because of Otani, and then uh, Pete Alonso just put on a show, so that was kind of cool oh, yeah. to see. Pete Alonso was a beast, um, but yeah, I mean, definitely lost the juice. Like, I also like really miss the players with their old camcorders and like their kids on the side of the field. Like that part was always like really fun to me, mm-hmm. and like that's they still had their kids there, so I think that part's really neat. It's like a whole family affair. So I do like it, but I think they can, I agree with you, Steve. Like, I think they can add some fun, like crazy elements to really just go ham with it. Yeah. Because it is like the, one of the more absurd things they, they do. And it's really funny that like in a sport as buttoned up as baseball, they're like one of their traditions for a while now is like, let's see how many home runs we can hit like the day before the game. And like, that's now like a big thing. Yeah, it, it's 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 fun. It's yeah, they've definitely like made it more fun. Um, it's not like this, like you know, you know, there's no, it's 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 as like uh, loose a, an event as baseball could possibly put on, which is good. I, I I dig that. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm never like like I didn't even like care that much about the 500 foot home runs because it's just like a home Everybody run to me them. is exciting when I'm not expecting it. That's my big. Yeah, thing. that's fair. It'd if be fun I'm just to like, go to a home run derby, try to catch a home yeah. run, but no, yeah. But I mean, I, the one highlight of the game of the you know whatever you want to call it, the event that was f- great was that guy in the upper deck who fell off the railing, diving for oh, oh yeah. jumping one, into the yeah the jumping into the concourse. That was yeah, you know, that was fun. Um, I actually had a lot of fun going back to the '98 uh, home run derby and rewatching that when Tommy and Griffey faced off in the finals. Oh, that was such a good one. Yes. And Tolman was just hitting moonshots. Two of my favorite baseball swingers of all time. Like I love their swing. So good. Oh man. Tommy Tommy swing. Beautiful. It, but yeah. Griffey probably has like the most beautiful perfect swing ever. It's so effortless, yeah. Yeah. That's a one A and one B. Yeah, I love him so much. I Steve, I kind of agree with you about something that Chris doesn't agree with. I I like the jerseys a little bit. 
but they were definitely just missing something on this side where there was nothing. Like, I think yeah. if you're going to do that, I thought, so I thought of a cool idea. I thought it'd be cool if they had, so they are honoring Hank Aaron. So they should have had a, a silhouette of Hank Aaron on oh. them. Oh, that'd have been cool. Like have have like if you're like make it where you honor you you take that baseball pass they love so much, and I mean it just so happened because Hank Aaron recently passed away, uh, so they were honored. They honored his wife before the game, but honor an MLB legend like a Hall of Famer, and then have them be part of the jersey. Like that would be cool. Like I would mm-hmm. love you know a Jose Ramirez and like Hank Aaron dual jersey. Like that would be sweet. I would buy that. That would be well, cool. They all wore the number 44 yesterday. So I guess. Yes. Yeah. In, in some regard, they did that. Um, but like a silhouette, like for a patch, that'd be cool. But they were wearing their regular jerseys just with different numbers. Yesterday. Right. Oh, yes. So, yeah. So I thought they were doing it again. Yeah. I didn't know they were going to have AL and NL jerseys. So they came out tonight. Yeah. I thought they were going. The, I mean, they're gross. Route. I mean, they're pretty gross looking. The hats stunk. They're, the the Hats jerseys were, were pretty nasty. The like I said, the white jerseys were pretty decent because uh, it was all white. But I'm just saying, like I like the concept no. of the All Star teams wearing their wearing like different jerseys because like I already see my players, my my these guys wearing their own jerseys. Like, I want the one I don't thing that again. they did on those All Star jerseys that I didn't know they were going to do until today were was put like the number of All Star appearances represented by a star oh, yeah, under the underneath number. their jersey number on the yeah. back. I was like, that's kind of cool. Because um, oh, the, okay. the NBA has done something similar uh, with, like, the warm-ups with, like, the different patches and all that that's stuff. Cool. So I, I wonder what those stars were for sure. Yeah. I was like, Why, what are all those weird randomly placed stars on this back? Yeah, I mean, they are just random. I mean, they look super random when, like, guys have, like, weird number of all-star appearances. You know? It's like... I've got 13 or whatever, and it's just like a ridiculous looking, yeah, like mess or a, a, a mess of stars. When a guy like Jose's so, got like three, <laughs> that actually, yeah, I mean, that looked pretty good. Um, so all right, so you know, there's our all star talk, <laughs> hating on the jerseys, hating um, on the home run. The derby. one thing <laughs> that I was disappointed in not seeing in the home run derby was no one went to deep center field and hit one into the rock pile. You want to impress me? Hit one dead center into that that set of bleachers. Way, 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 way. What back would that? There. What would that be like? Six hundred feet? It's got to be right. That's like an <laughs> old polo grounds bullpen. Yeah, like area. Hit one back there, and I will just be like, "Nope, that's it. Derby's over. You won." Like you could hit yes. one home run, but if it's that far. You win, and they really should. Game they over. should juice the hell out of the balls for this, so that it oh, makes yeah. it even like so. It's they should possible actually to get a six hundred footer, just aluminum get, bats. Yeah, aluminum bats. They dudes on the roids, just like or the pitcher, <laughs> and those kids in the outfield. Like, uh, like, could you imagine one of those kids like, trying to set, snag a, like a line drive and yeah. just like rips his hand Rip off? Feet <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alonso would just like tear through a kid. Yeah, hey, leave like a cartoon hole through him. Um, all right, to, so pay to watch that. I mean, yeah, if it turns into like a like you know just pure chaos, then yeah. So there's that. All in all, I, st- I still love the All Star Game. I really do. Uh, 
that's pretty much it of the all-star festivities that I like. I don't even care about the uh, the uh, all-star, uh, the celebrity softball or the even the futures game. I don't usually watch. I just kind of like check in to see how it went. So I will say this: after attending the those, those two events uh, when they were in Cleveland two years ago, um, which it hit me like, oh yeah, we didn't have an all-star game last year. Like, wow, I forgot we did. Yeah, that probably that says something. Like, yeah, I probably must that, not have missed it that much. Yeah, it definitely yeah. says something where it's like, oh yeah. Oh, well. I do remember, like, very vividly, we did a family trip out west, and I refused to go walk, look at the Grand Canyon because I wanted to stay in the hotel and watch the Home Run Derby. When I was, well, like, I, and as a kid, I felt the old. same way. Yeah, sure. I felt the same way. Like, it was like, that well, was... Every kid, uh, every kid did Home Run viewing. Derby in their backyard. Yeah, That's right. True. Yeah. It's required viewing, and then maybe just as an adult, maybe, like, the magic just, like, wore off where I'm just like, oh, I don't know, I'm just going to, like watch whatever garbage is on Netflix tonight, I guess. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know. Maybe th- there's definitely stuff they can do to make it better. So again, yeah, we'll tease it for But but the celebrity all-star now. game was actually fun in Cleveland. I'll just leave it at that. I watched it all, uh the Cleveland stuff. So that yeah, I watched I actually watched the home run derby in full because it was in Cleveland. I watched the all-star game in full just just because it's like, oh, there we are, you know. So yeah there's that element of it too, which is always nice. And, uh, you know, you, I still always like check in to see like, you know, when, when I know, like, like when Jose Ramirez came up tonight, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, like, let me, let me watch this. Cause it's still cool. Yeah. So I watched we need, like, stuff too. That was cool. That was cool. That was very cool. We've got some mid season awards coming up. Spoiler alert. Speaking of Otani. So <laughs> can't wait to talk about that. All right, so uh, right now, uh, as we are in the break, the Indians sit at 45-42, eight games back of the White Sox, four and a half back of the wild card, currently held by Oakland, uh, and then Seattle, Toronto, New York, all tied or ahead in the wild card standings. Funny enough, we go to Oakland to start what is the unofficial second half of the season. Again, as we've said many times, it's a meat grinder of a schedule because they go to Oakland to Houston and then come home for Tampa for four and then the Cardinals. And then they end the month in Chicago uh, with the white Sox. So God help us. Uh, that's where we currently sit. Thankfully, thankfully August and September get a little easier. They do. And we always knew this July was going to be ridiculous. Um, We've talked about just trying to go 500. They're definitely in the hole here at like three and seven in July. But if they can, you know, hold their own, I think there's st- I mean, the funny thing is like, obviously a nine game losing streak is no good for anyone. Nobody likes a nine game losing streak, but, and obviously, you know, after that it was like, sell, sell, get rid of the whole friggin' team, which again, it's like, what assets do we really have to trade? Uh, first of all, we have a couple like veterans who are like doing okay, um, mm-hmm. but the, no one's knocking down the door for a thirty-year-old Cesar Hernandez. Uh, but they're only four and a half back, and they're by no means out of it. So I, you know, obviously, it sucks to go through a stretch like that. But like, they're still in it, and it's you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be a big jumbled mess for the next two months, but if you look at how the Indians are situated and if they're able to get healthy, it could be a really fun couple of months. So I don't, you know, I'm not ready to like lose my mind quite yet, 
uh, and start saying, you know, sell everything, uh, you know. And so I'm excited, we'll, we'll at least, I'm excited with some of these call-ups that they've had to see, like, I want to see Bobby Bradley's second half. I, I mean, hey, I, man, he's making, I, he could be making a push for rookie of the year. Oh, that's he, might be he is, yeah, he is a yeah. dark, Ooh. he is a dark horse. He is certainly a dark horse candidate for yes. rookie of the year. Yeah, if he comes on strong in the yep. second half, look out. Like it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, yes, I'm hoping they stay competitive. Also, I'm I'm just curious to see, you know, Savali is still in the running for Cy Young. Like, yeah, the AL Cy Young race is weird. Yeah, he's ten and two, and like I think he has tied for the most wins in the AL. Um, With yeah, I don't. I think I have it in my notes somewhere, but but yeah, I mean, it's so yeah. There's a lot of just outside of you know the race for the wild card, the outside shot the division. I mean, let's let's you know they start at Oakland. If they sweep Oakland, (laughs) well, they're right there. (laughs) If they sweep the White Sox, you know they gain and they stay ground. You know they're only like what (laughs) then five back from the like. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a good sense by the end of this month of you know realistically their shot, uh, barring some insane August and September. But you never know if their schedule gets easier, they get their starting pitching back, and they have this this lineup with this hitting. It, it could be a really fun couple of months. But I think there's still enough good storylines, and this team has definitely shown a lot of toughness and grit that I am very excited for the second half and excited going forward. You know, it wasn't a Every friend mail just dropped off this year. Jose's washed up. Bieber had a fake good year last year. Savali's not the answer. You know, this year, more than anything, just showed you if this team's healthy, given another year of development. Well, White Sox, I hope you enjoyed your one-year window because we're coming for you again. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like, I, in some fantasy alternate universe, Bieber, Plesak, and Savali never got hurt. And the Indians had a June to remember with their offense and also had their starting pitching intact. Like, that would be, I mean, that'd be beautiful. But it doesn't work that way. I mean, tons of teams, you know, you look at teams like the Braves that are one of the biggest disappointments in baseball this season. And part of it is because of the injuries that they've had. And every team deals with it. So Acuna, man, just tore his ACL. And I believe Ian Anderson is also hurt. Yeah. So he, he just, yeah, he just, uh, he did just get hurt right before the break, right before the break, his last start. Yeah. So, but Steve, you're right though. Yeah. If like, if they're, if they're not injured, like you go five and four during that nine game losing streak, you're leading the wild card and you're three games back from the White Sox. Yeah. Like that's not going five and five and four is not a crazy thing to happen, you know, like during that stretch. That's a very normal four and five flip it. Okay. Cool. We're tied for the wild card. We're four back from the White Sox. Like, okay. Like, yeah. It's very realistic, and it's definitely because of the the severity of the injuries. We've been pitching triple A guys for about a month now as, as for the majority yeah, for 80% the entire of rotation. Starting rotation. Like no team survives that. Like no matter how good your offense is. Well, per usual, everybody on social media who bitches and moans about the team seems to forget that fact. It's always like, oh, well, they should have signed like veterans to, uh, you know, uh, you know, in the off season, but the Dolans wouldn't do it. And it's like, so what would you have expected? So like, say they signed one 
because conceivably they would have only signed like maybe a guy at the back end of the rotation Mm -hmm. and it would have been like, okay, cool. You still lost those three other guys. So like there's nothing that could have been done to prevent losing everybody. And also like McKenzie not having the season that he was supposed to. It's like, I don't know what to tell you. It's also very unfortunate that those, I was going to say those same individuals, unfortunately can't really provide you with names no. Um, they 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 latch on to the talking points. So it it is it does suck that like for a city that's been good for the better part of going on three decades in a sport, the local media is so bad and lazy at covering them that the fans just like listen to like one of those talking heads and they're like, oh yeah, this team is like shit. Yeah, we know the Dolans didn't spend money this year. Like that part sucks. But at the end of the day, like cool, like what we get Kluber and Carrasco, we bring the gang back. Both of them are still injured. Like they're they yeah. wouldn't be playing either. Right. Like Kluber, Kluber had like seven good starts. Right. And, and I'm happy you guys know hater. I love Corey he's like one of my top three Cleveland Indians starting pitchers. I didn't want him to get injured. But it's just like it's a reality. Like it happens, and we just got super unlucky that it was our three top of the line yeah. guys. Yeah, and I mean, teams that you know go to the playoffs and have deep runs typically have like a lot of luck on their side, and the Indians have had a lot of luck on their side over the past few years, and it just so happens that it kind of you know they're uh, one of the snake bit rosters. I mean. I was gonna say part of that luck is also health. So people totally. Tend to, I mean, that's uh, what I'm saying. It's like to gleam you know, over that aspect, right? And the yeah, good thing, I, the positive thing is, so like we have this group, this core group for like four or five years. That's like just remember that this. That's the exciting thing. It's like this isn't a like oh my god, this is going to be the run. Ever we we finally spent some money, you know, Bieber Ramirez. Fran Mill are all free agents next year. We can't retain. Oh, like, yeah. We can't right. we retain. Like, you know, that's that's the nightmare scenario. That's not what we're in. This is it. This was the year everyone picked us to finish fourth or fifth in in our division. And we were, we're better than second. they thought. And we're still second in our division. So, and we had a nine game losing streak. So, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I, guess, so I, guess I'll, top, I guess I'll take it. And on top of that, all these projections still have us above 500 at the end of the year. I found a couple right, projections yeah. that are, you know, okay, we'll have 83, 84 wins, which is a number lower than I think all three of us had at the beginning of the season. But if I were to tell you also, hey, Savali, Plesek, and uh, Bieber, they're going to miss significant time. Give me your prediction. <laughs> Would any wins. of us... Would any wins. of us had them above yeah. 81 wins? No. It would, I would yeah. have been in the 70s for sure. Like, Yeah. I think we all would have been saying, well, if the ball goes our way here and there, 75, 70. I would have banked wins. on like us winning almost every game against the Tigers and Royals. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, maybe. And yeah, the good maybe. thing is, like, look at our division. Like, next year, the Twins are getting older. They're shit yeah. this year. The Royals have a couple of pieces, but like th- they will have to sit, spend significant money in free agency. And the Tigers are a decade away. 
So like, <laughs> yeah. The Tigers be might the be White Sox. the Tigers might be the team furthest away of any team in Major League Baseball, mm, which is I would say the crazy. No, I, I, think, I think the Pirates. I don't. No. I, no, I think no the way. Pirates are even closer. No way. Pirates are so shitty because they're gonna. They're no so way. bad, but don't get me wrong. But I think they're still. You know, right now, players. right now the 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 Tigers are only eleven games under five hundred. I mean, only, only. Okay, dude, but like Pittsburgh is thirty four and fifty six. Like they are <laughs> disgusting. They, I'm telling you, so bad. And the Tigers only so 22 much, games under 500. The Tigers actually so have some pitching. Us, the Tigers actually have some pitching. There are some pieces to build around. The Pirates have nothing. They have uh, Cabrian Hayes. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks. They have, they have, they have a piece. They have, they have starting all stars <laughs> that will not. Yeah, no that are also be on like this team and like that maybe don't want to be on the team weeks. and yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's another kick in the ass. But anyway, so right now going into the weekend, your rotation sets up as Eli Morgan, Cal Quantrill, Zach Plesak, JC Mejia, and Tristan McKenzie. Again, not ideal, but it sure is nice seeing Zach Plesak's name back in there. So yes. gives you the say, warm say you can, Yeah, it's like say you can steal one of those first two Oakland games and you got Zach Plesak pitching on Sunday in Oakland, it's like, I'll take my, I, I would certainly take my chances there. So it just, you know, as you'd expect with a normal rotation, that's kind of how it operates is it's been weird to go through this last month being like every single night being like, I don't even know what to expect. Is our pitcher going to get through the fourth inning? Is he going to like survive so the first? It like, I, yeah. I mean, it was hard to watch. Some I of was these always games. pumped when we got to like through the second inning. And nothing like, and we were still even in it. Happened. Yeah, we were still in yeah. the game. Yeah. Well, and then we had some of those starts where they'd go three and two thirds, and the wheel just fall off. Oh yeah. Yes. Like, oh man, if you could have just gotten one more out, it would go from like one point, to nothing to five to nothing real fast. Yes, I do want to point one finger at Bobby Bradley because I almost had an aneurysm at, at what he was doing in the field against uh, Kansas City, where he made the same error, like back-to-back nights where he backhand, tried to backhand it, and it kicked off his mitt. And Kansas City both times scored off of that. Um, and I was like, dude, if you cost us this game... He's just protecting the over. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> he really was. And, well, I mean, you know, the defense... With the the walk I don't even want to, like... But uh, we're gonna oh file away goodness. the defense this year into a dark cabinet. Oh my god, cabinet and never look at I it. I remember again. early on we were like, this might be that Royals defense, you know, small ball. It's not that. It's not, <laughs> no, it's not no, Steve's it's not. 2015 Royals team that he loves. Uh it's some shitty defense. We're we're still about six defensive uh, replacements away from that defense. Oh my it god. It is I mean well and um Cesar in one of the games over the weekend tried to Olay a ball at second. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. You know what his it's the bad. crazy stat with him is? He was plus six runs saved last year. Now, granted, it was sixty game season, but through eighty seven or whatever we're at this year, 
He is minus six runs saved. <laughs> oh my God. God. Hoochie mama. <laughs> like, it's like, are you whatever? Are, are I mean, you whatever, the same man. person that won the gold glove last year? <sighs> I mean, hey, man, he's at least, at least he's got like what, 15 homers. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just they can whatever. practice nerdy defense in the offseason. I want to see exit Ding, bars. Give me home runs. Dingers. And Dude, you can't be thinking, you can't that. be hitting home runs if you're thinking about like, Playing defense, that's right. just a fact. I don't care if that's a, hot, that's a, hot take. a dozen people in a <laughs> row. I want to see triple digits every time he throws the ball. That's right. Just throw, just throw 105 miles an hour. I don't throw care where heat. it's going. Yeah, I don't give a fuck <laughs> where it's going. <laughs> if you hit a guy, so be it. Yeah, yeah, he shouldn't just have been crouching the cool. plate, man. Too close. Take a step yeah. back, bud. Makes sense. Uh, the that other thing that has. Making shockwaves, uh, I guess, around uh, Cleveland is there was, a, although I would say a lot of this is like, I, I would say a lot of this um, article in The Athletic was like artificially drummed up. And I'll, I'll say it because like there, there were some good tidbits and in, in, in it's part of a larger series, but basically The Athletic posted this big thing about like, what's the future of baseball in Cleveland? And oh, like, totally a clickbait headline. That's Total sure. clickbait headline sure. because like they teased it as being like, what about a move to Nashville? And it was like, when has anyone ever thought about the Indians relocating to Nashville? And like, I when has that no, ever there's people, no, there's people on the radio that think that there are a hundred percent people on the radio who call in and say, well, Nashville's trying to get a team. This team's going to relocate to Nashville. And again, it is some of the people in the media who Jimmy just has want to buy the Indians and move them to Tennessee. That's where he's not from. even that, not even that, not <laughs> even that, which is that's a conspiracy theory that I would love to explore one day. Um, no, it's still people, on the Browns in Cleveland and won't get run out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. <laughs> not to mention he he saved a team in Columbus that he, he had zero Columbus affiliation crew. with. Beautiful new stadium, by the way. Like, I can't wait. We were just talking about doing a shuffle in Athens next summer. We have to do it when there's a crew game, so we can go to that new. Columbus Crusade. It does look that beautiful. I, stunning. I could care so much less about soccer, but I do want to get there. It we'll looks drink. nice. So it looks that, really, that really speaks, nice. Yeah. That speaks there. No, Steve, you're 100% right about this article because people who have been keeping tabs on a lot of these um, tidbits that were you know, addressed in the article... We're like, well, yeah. Like, I knew that. Like, yeah, that's what I've been hearing for the last... Yeah, we all knew that they were looking for a new minority owner ever since Sherman left. Like, well, but now that... But now there's, like, concrete people who have stepped forward in that that realm. Uh, The lease. If you've been following anything about the lease over the last month, you'll hear... Oh yeah, progress is progress. Progress is being made with that new lease, but there are people in the media who are like, "Well, you know, the lease expires in two two years, right?" And it's okay, it's and then you address it. Yeah, right. It's fear mongering, and I want these people to own up to it. <laughs> these calling you stupid out. clickbait people better start freaking owning up to it. I'm taking names of people who are pro-Guardians, by the way, too, for the name change. I'm taking names. 
Yeah. So I'm I'm not supporting them if they go to the spiders. Okay, uh Raj six one three on Twitter. I better not see your ass at the game. <laughs> and yeah, and where did all those extra votes come from in Wisconsin and Michigan? <laughs> Pennsylvania right? yeah. those votes. One six was a bunch of peaceful tourists walking through our nation's <laughs> capital that we paid for. Whoa, whoa. As far as I'm concerned, that that's, took a turn. That, <laughs> that took a turn, Fabs. <laughs> oh, I read a different article. I'm very sorry. Oh, so wait, like what? <laughs> well, see, what's funny is like you guys get the the Daily Cleveland Media, uh, which I like. I asked Steve like, "What's happening?" Because sometimes I'm really, I really want to know. Like when the Browns were good this last season, mm-hmm. that's really fun to like. What What are they saying? What do they say today? This is so cool. We'll, we'll meet the Steelers. In the wild card round, so like I didn't know there were, it had even been talked about about a Nashville move. I didn't realize the stadium lease was like a thing people were stressed about. Like so, this was all news to me. I was like, wait, this is a thing. Like I had no yeah. idea this shit was happening. Yeah. Well, the funny no, thing about the Nashville it's, it's move is discussed. like the Nash the the stadium lease thing has been around for a couple of years because it was like, oh, okay. It really started to pick up steam when uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse became like a public funded operation, basically. Yeah. And okay. they were like, like two years they ago. were like, this is never going to happen with Progressive Fields. So like something's going to have to happen. And like everybody started getting nuts about it. And then there have been multiple talks about like ways in which the city could get into it. Like the state apparently is like working on some sort the of state's deal. going to give couple million dollars to uh, renovate Chris Field. Or at least so, the wine's saying so right the, now. Yeah. So it, you know, that that never felt like this like, oh no, red alert type of thing uh, okay. that people wanted to make it out to be. The Nashville thing is so out of left field because that's just like Chris said, the fear mongering that's going on where it's like, maybe they could move and it's like, you're telling me baseball would just let some charter member of the American League disappear and leave you know the city for Nashville where when you could either move the A's the Rays or put an expansion team there like you're right. just going to take the Cleveland team I understand that's like an impossibility that's well, an, and I meanwhile how the team has performed like even if we perform what like they mean for the last, league like 20 years but yes how the team has performed and what they mean for the league having a charter member like they would never allow that like ever Meanwhile, if, if if you read the article, it's it's a great article, by the way. Um, even if I thought that the uh, headline was very clickbaitish, then I do appreciate that it's a multi-series article. But Jason Lloyd, one of the writers, reached out to like the head honcho in Nashville, and he goes, "Where are you getting this information that we wanted to relocate the Indians?" He goes, we've never that talked has to never once come up in conversation. We would never dream of that situation. And and then the guy further goes on and says, we're not even expecting a team in Nashville until 2025. And that's what it was, though, right there. And it was like... That was, the, but, that was but what they people, were trying to do. But they want to think of that. Yeah. Yeah, they want to know like, on the oh, radio and the Rays. Are you hearing Oakland? Like, what's the status for that move? Because that's what. Well, and, and meanwhile, the A's 
are going out to Vegas again this week. Because they they just had a, yeah, they, there was just another city council meeting, and city council in Oakland was like, "This plan's not good enough. We're not giving you money to fund this stadium and uh, development around the stadium." So now the A's are going back out to Vegas for the third time Jesus. to look at sites, and according to what I read, they have up to 20 sites in mind in hmm. and around downtown Vegas. I mean, the yeah, there's so, there's so many, like it, I didn't realize how close T-Mobile arena was. To, it's like, right the on the strip. It's, it's right on the strip. And it's, the Raider stadium is right there. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna, it's like inevitable. It's just going to be like when it's going to happen. Cause that's, yeah, it's no, same with the Rays. The yeah. A's are moving to Vegas, and now, the Rays are like, probably going to be moving to Montreal. Okay, I was going to ask, like, where, or, or in where do we think is the... I, I don't buy the not, one of those two, I think. I mean, yeah, I would say it could be or Nashville, but it seems like they're really moving forward with this, like, we're going to split time between the, these two cities, and if I just don't think Montreal builds, sense. it's not going to make any sense, but... I can't see how a city like Montreal might build a brand new stadium and then the Rays abandon Montreal like after like the stadium's like a year or two old. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be Because their uh, lease also isn't it up until like I think twenty twenty eight. The Rays are gonna either go to it, it'll be Montreal permanently or it'll yeah. be Nashville permanently, but then there's also the idea that Manfred wants to have you know a, you know two more expansion teams at least in the near future. Yeah. No, and Nashville is one of those cities. So Nashville, um, Portland. Um, I want Puerto Rico so bad. Puerto Rico has kind of been tossed up on down the list. Mexico yeah, would be interesting. Yeah, like a Mexico there's city. Mexico. Yeah, you have such yeah. a. It's becomes so difficult though with um or like, like Vancouver. the taxes that'd be cool. And mm-hmm. Vancouver would be a good one too. Seattle. It'd be crazy if Seattle got like a pro hockey team, a baseball team. Well they do have a baseball, baseball team. They have a baseball team. <laughs> the Mariners. Oh my god. Thank you so much. I forgot. <laughs> I mean, I will <laughs> say I will say they don't typically they don't typically resemble a major league baseball team, no. but they do, they do have all one, these yeah. new teams before the Sonics <laughs> returned. That would yeah. actually kind of be funny. Uh, they but they do need like team. they do need a regional. <laughs> they do need a regional opponent up that way. I will give they you do. that. Portland, Portland's like a natural fit. Portland that or Vancouver, cool that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be a very very cool one. Well, they were talking about you know the media markets too, and and I I think it was Cleveland has the lowest. Like media market, Cleveland like is three professional teams. Yes, Cleveland's the smallest media market with a pro baseball, football, and basketball. Yes, team. But they're still the ninth largest. Yeah, media market in the country. So Correct. it's not like they're like some sort of like we're not like a podunk. Yeah, it's no, not, we're middle not of nowhere or city. something. Yeah, we're not right. It, it, it's still a sustainable. It's just. You know, I I think you just have to like look at it a little bit differently, and you know, an infusion of cash from a minority owner, which is going to happen very soon. That you know, that's going to happen with with potentially the 
the mindset that it could turn into full ownership at some point, or the team brings in you know more minority ownership or whatever, um, it, that'll boost I think the that's payroll. Still that and that's still up on the t- you know for debate where, where they're going to go with that. Because with Sherman, yeah. there was a road to ownership. And I but, believe he has a smaller net worth than what this new guy, uh, this new guy Stanley Middleman, I've heard is probably like worth like about a billion dollars ish. But then I've also heard he's only got like a net worth of like two hundred fifty million. Yes. yes so it's I've somewhere between two hundred fifty million and a billion dollars. Oh, okay. But he owns the fifth largest mortgage company in the nation. I thought you were going to say morgue, and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Fifth large morgue. <laughs> um, yeah, progressive Field would be like half crematorium. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's not you like fireworks. That, They're just like shooting I, up ugh. like ashes in the air. <laughs> I, I almost, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to even go down that road. Oh, we can become like that the was... Cleveland like flames or something. Like, they, that can be part of the deal. He's like, I'll invest $500 million, but I get to pick the name and it's going to be a morgue related pun. And they're like, yes, that's okay. As long as it's got like a cool reanimator vibe, I would be into yeah. it. The, yeah. the like Cleveland reanimators or something like that. I like that. Count me in. Yeah. I, I'd be into I that. would love a really off the wall, like that makes no, the Cleveland voodoo. And it's like, why are we named this? Yeah. I'm all about it. But like the Cleveland. Wasn't there an like, arena Wizards. football league team that, that was, was the voodoo? Yeah, the New Orleans. New Orleans. Yes. This is the right, best. Of course. The best. Yeah. The best combo mascot ever. Yeah, I did like that. R.I.P. Uh, Arena Football League. I was going to say, I think R.I.P. Arena Football I'm League. Pretty sure pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's like consolidated <laughs> into like some like, like, it was like lesser. Three like, I think there, well, I think there still is an Arena Football League, but it's like, it's under a different name and it's, it is. They yeah. play like in like high school gyms now. I went I to that arena. I covered that arena bowl. I did you it. Did? I, I covered it for the AP. I wrote the the game story for the it's it's a uh etched in history, my write-up on one of the last arena bowls. Oh, that's amazing. I I, I, I will never I forget football. It was great. It was fun. I will never forget cool. when we almost went to New Orleans for the arena bowl. We had some serious not drunk at all conversations about leaving school early on a Thursday afternoon to head on down to New Orleans for the arena bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, uh, as, as we most likely would have regretted make that. It. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how much we would have, <laughs> I don't think we were going probably for the arena bowl so much as to party, Just but as an excuse to party in New Orleans yes. for like two days. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I remember my, uh, my dad, literally was like the the Ohio machine, which was our Columbus oh, yes. pro, pro lacrosse team. And like they just gave us fifty tickets. They're like, can you just like give these out and like we need people to come to our games. And they folded in twenty nineteen. <laughs> but I remember oh, no. going to that and it was like an arena football game, but it was lacrosse. And yeah. it was it was it was crazy. It was amazing. Well, the Cleveland Arena football team, I think, can trace its roots back to Columbus, too. The original, like the Thunderbolts okay. in like the early Yeah, 90s. I think you're right. And then Columbus had an arena football team for a bit. I'll find yeah, it. Arena football probably, needs you're right. to come no, back. They, Columbus they were, Destroyers. Yeah. The Columbus Destroyers, yes. Yeah, I remember the Gladiators had uh, that guy who would come out with like this, like 
the like gladiator stuff on his shoulders, like the shoulder pads with the spikes and stuff. The mascot? No, it was like a player. Or was it like a super fan? Oh, no, it was, it was a player. player. When he would do like intros, he would like come out dressed like a friggin' maniac. It was awesome. Oh, I thought it was like a super fan. It was like, no, no. Arena football, well, <laughs> I mean, there are always the super fans. And I mean, I'm, you know, the AFL uh, super fans have gone the way, or yeah, have gone the way of like the AAF and uh, XFL super fans. So they're, they're just looking for something to support. They're just they're just hanging out for anything. Yeah. Why don't you be a super fan of universal health care and get that help get that passed? Okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa. We got, I thought we were getting political. So guys. weirdly political today. This is like I'm all I don't know why I was going down my tangent before. I need some baseball like, games. I need some baseball games in my life, or else I start see thinking guys, about this the is real what world. happens when we're devoid of like two days of baseball. We take the I most thinking, like, innocent topics and then somehow make them very politicized. Yeah. And uh, I apologize for my outburst. No, it's it's okay. Like, because honestly, if it wasn't for prepping for this, I probably would have delved in some deep void here recently. The Columbus Destroyers uh, went to Arena Bowl twenty one, where they lost oh, to the San classic. Jose SaberCats fifty five to thirty three. <laughs> Not so much a classic. And Speaking. Matt Nagy was the quarterback of the Columbus Whoa! Oh man! Oh, that's my best uh, Owen Wilson impression, first and foremost. <laughs> uh, secondly, whoa! Interesting. That's nuts. That's, that is a, that is a fact. That is that fun. Is a nice little fact. There we go. There we go. So here's another nice little fun fact. Uh, the MLB draft has happened. Uh, we're all amped. I always get, I, I, it's like the NFL draft for me. I'm not much of a prospect. I'm not much of a uh, like draft prospect follower. So even though I'm obviously a huge baseball fan, I don't really follow college baseball much. I don't know how sacrilege that really is. Um, but I kind of like, I, I, Beyond like some of the top picks, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Um, Do you watch the College World Series at all? Barely. I actually okay. got into it for yeah. like the first time this year, where I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. I don't watch that it. Is, I'll I'll watch it. it. It's, it's all, pretty that's entertaining. Always, that's always something that I catch, you know, bits and pieces of, but like names just right over my head. Like, right. Yeah. It doesn't stick. My wife always tells me I'm stupid for watching the draft, and maybe I am, but I don't know who <laughs> these dudes are. She's like slapping you in the face, just like, like why are you watching pig? this? <laughs> why are you watching this? You're just wasting your time. And I was like, I know you could be no, spending I time mean, with your children. And I was like, I'm well aware. <laughs> I enjoy this more. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not getting what I like back by the TV. Now, I like now, obviously, I. I I love the concept of the draft. I love knowing where the players go. And I love kind of knowing, obviously, like who the top prospects are in each draft. It's just, it's a lot to absorb, especially in baseball when like some years yeah. are like 30 rounds. It's like, I don't Four or five years like, away. What the hell, man? Yeah. And, and also yeah. a lot of them are names that the casual fan will just not know for years and years, which is why the MLB draft will never be any more than what it is now. Um, the only the, draft that truly does matter NFL on a an immediate impact level. Oh, is probably the NFL. Oh yeah. yeah. What am I saying? Yeah, yeah. the NFL. Duh. 
Yeah, I was because like once you get out of like the top ten in the NBA, it's like I don't know. Oh, that's maybe this totally guy's true. got something. Like maybe saying, this guy will be something. I was just saying, like I meant like generational change, like where you know oh. one of LeBron's drafted or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. No, there but are yeah, like NFL's definitely as, as, interesting. As, as in a totality sense, I guess totally. is where I'm coming from. Yeah, because second yeah. round picks almost never like I know there's a ton of examples. I don't need them. Dennis Rodman, like Draymond. Yeah. I know, I know there are second round, but there's like one guy a year in the NBA in the second round. Totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, NFL is like a. The, real, I, I love the NFL draft so much. The NFL draft is great because you can literally look at like the first five rounds and and of any of like those players that, that are drafted, gonna you're like do something for my yeah. Team. It's like this guy's going to be on this roster contributing on like day one, even yeah. if it's and, special teams, like in the fifth round. Like that's a guy that's going to probably get like a hundred yards receiving. He's going to make like twenty special teams tackles. Like he's a name I'll remember. It is yeah. always fun. You forget the new the new rookies, and then they pop up, and you're like, "Oh my!" Like when you're getting ready for fantasy drafts. Oh, that's the worst, though. It's the best and the worst. Yeah, because you're like, I have no idea, Jonathan Taylor, how many points you're going to get me. I don't know. Like, are you going to be good? Maybe. Hey, he won me my league, man. He won Eddie, me my uh, league last year. I know everybody He's wants so to good. talk about fantasy sports, but like that was I love uh, Jonathan Taylor, dude. Oh we are God. that a was good that was how month I went away. From I, from real fantasy talk, and I'm I had the I had a great, amped. very my family was very mad at me. It was uh, Zach. It was I was in the championship for like four hundred bucks. Zach, er, the I had Zach Ertz. It was the year the Eagles won the championship, um, mm-hmm. and they had like given the ball up, and it was they were playing on Christmas Day, so I was sitting at Christmas dinner table like with my phone looking, and they gave the ball up. Then they got the ball back. I thought the game was over. And then, like, I see the very first play. I needed Zachary to get four yards. He had a five-yard completion, and I just leapt up. And then once I was like, oh, I'm going to buy us, like, a nice dinner. It was like, oh, okay, we can all celebrate. Then we all win. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But, yes, that was, like, a very good Christmas miracle. Oh, I love that. My yeah, family or- died in an accident, but it was the best Christmas <laughs> <laughs> I'll cherish it forever. It was like, even with that, it's still like in my top 10 Christmases. So, yeah. My new family, they haven't experienced that joy just yet. I invested it all in Bitcoin and now my new family and I are super rich. So, it's actually not the worst thing. I love ever. those losers in the dust. <laughs> We're riding Ethereum to the top, kids. <laughs> Dogecoin. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, um, the big name that everybody, <clears throat> and Chris, I'll let you talk about some of the other guys, but sure. the big name that for the Indians that was, uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, mentioned, um, was their first round pick at number 23 overall, Gavin Williams, a, uh, pitcher out of East Carolina. Um, yeah. what I've, what I've heard of him, uh, so far is obviously he can touch a hundred on the gun and has like a four pitch mix. Yeah, which is interesting to me. Um, so he's like most certainly a starter, and I mean, obviously he's the first round pick, so it's like he better be. <laughs> but um, well, you know, he's he's uh, what is he twenty one? I believe. Yeah. So he, you know, I would say is a couple years away. He's probably going to go to Lake County. And uh, I wouldn't. I don't know, dude. This yeah, this is where he's going to start like, his Akron. I don't even know if he's going to start at Akron. Like this year with the contraction of the 
the rookie ball league, I don't even know if you're going to see any of these guys. You know, you might see Gavin Williams and the next like two or three round guys make their way into the system. But I think a lot of them are going to end up just like being in rookie ball. Out you don't Arizona. think like Gavin Williams would just, they would throw him into Lake County right he, off the rip, but, but he pitched like a hundred, like 40 innings or something like that. I thought, or 120 innings. Oh, Cause it, what were they in the and world series? They were in the mid, they made the college world series yeah. and they don't want to like extend these guys and blow them up. So now that we only have the college world series. Yeah. Yeah. Like, first three ten of their all the ten of their first eleven picks were pitchers. Yeah, and of those pitchers, uh, I, I mean, this is I guess a great segue. Um, like nine of the pitchers, I'm confident in saying were the Friday ace for their team. So, of our nineteen pitchers that we drafted overall, which I don't even think like Fabs, you said. The Angels took 20, correct? The Angels, 20 of their 20 picks were pitchers. Yeah. Because they realized, hey, we have generational we need talent on offense. Some, yeah. We don't have pitching. Yeah. So we only took <laughs> one shortstop and one outfielder, and the rest were pitchers. And of those 19 pitchers, 18 were college kids who were like 21 or older. So they're all... They've all probably pitched at least 75, 80 innings. And yeah. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, not all of them are going to shake out. Like, if five of them shake out to be anything, like, that's a small victory. But I just don't know with the new, the new minor league system in place that, um, like you said, Steve, Gavin Williams, number one pick. He might make it to Lynchburg. Do you think they would just put him in like would it be insane to to like shut him down for now and then have him pitch in like the fall league? No, no, I don't think that's insane. Actually, I think that's what you're gonna probably see with most of these guys. And I think you might see a handful of these guys um maybe get some playing time in Arizona, and then maybe between like Gavin Williams. Uh, Doug Nikhazy, who was our second round pick out of Ole Miss, and Tommy Mace, who was our competitive balance pick out of Florida, those were our top three picks. Those guys might, might get like a couple starts in Arizona and find their way to Lynchburg, maybe with some injuries occurring maybe Lake County. Mm-hmm. But this okay. is going to be a really weird year because most times we'd be talking, yeah, we're going to see, you know, like, the, let's go to Mahoney Valley. Yeah. Like let's go to Mahoney. Like I would always kind of try to find a weekend to go to Mahoning Valley at this time of the year, because you're going to see, you know, five or six of these players playing in Mahoning Valley. Like, for the rest of the season. This year, without that rookie ball league, I don't know. Hmm. Like, I really don't know. So, yeah, that'd be interesting. I wouldn't bet money on these guys really making much of an impact to the, the, the 
single A teams in Lynchburg or Eastlake. Well, there's part of your issue with the MLB draft is that, you know, a lot of these guys, it's like you wouldn't even see them immediately after they were drafted. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I guess I'll see you next year. We'll see you next year when everybody's forgotten you. And you're exactly. just like, you're another cog in the machine until eventually I, I had to you're go back, called up. I had to go back the last two drafts because I was like, I, I was texting you guys and I'm like, hey, you know, we're we're 10 of 11 picks into this thing, you know, after day two. Um, And 10 of those 11 picks are pitchers. Like, this is getting nuts. And then I was like, oh, here's another one and another one. And then I just like gave up because I was like, I, I, I can't be bothering you guys every half an hour with another pitching update. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, I have things to do, um, as do you guys. But it, it would like, it's amazing now how many pitchers we have. And like I said, how many Friday aces we got in this draft. Like, I think again, I saw something like, Eight of these guys were the Friday ace of their rotation in college, which nice is promising like um, and nice, and also leads me to a topic that I'm sure we're going to cover in uh, like two weeks as the trade deadline approaches. But um, I know our last episode that just dropped today, um, we were talking about trades. All of a sudden, a guy like Juan Hillman who's having a nice season in Akron, very expendable, very expendable in a trade to garner uh, Brian Reynolds and Adam Frazier and uh, improve our roster if we're just going to decimate the Pirates. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or um, Kyle Hendricks or something. Yeah. Or, you know, know, any of the names. Many of the names that we've uh, listed in our past episode, which you can now listen to. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so I was going to say the only other thing is like, like you said, Steve, like between this year's draft class and the last two draft classes, there are some arms in this system that watch out. Like it's going to be like, I, I, I don't think we're going to have the issue that we had this year down the road. Um, where uh, an Eli Morgan is getting starts, you know, where it's like, yeah, he's kind of a fringe back back of the rotation kind of guy. It's like, no, this guy has mid-rotation to top of the rotation yeah. stuff. And Well, it's the, it's the, I mean, it, you could be looking at this draft class as the one that produced Bieber, Savali, and Plesak all together. 100%. You know, hundred percent. That actually crossed my mind today too. It was like, oh yeah, there was that class in 2015. That's paying super dividends, and you know, maybe if, if it's it, another class just like that. The Indian strength is identifying pitching talent, drafting it, signing it, picking it up off the scrap heap, developing it, whatever. It's that's where their strength is, and yeah, you know, keep keep doing what's working. And any fan that's worried about. Well, we only got one shortstop and one outfielder. The other thing that was brought up on Twitter, and in, in, in the good part of Twitter, I should say, <laughs> as opposed to a lot of that grimy part. Where, where I get banned. Where, 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 yeah. where <laughs> Fabs likes to 
reside. You're a cunt, Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I try to stay out of that part. The Indians do focus a lot of their international money and international free agents on signing, you know, 16-year-old kids out mm-hmm. of Puerto Rico and Colombia and Dominican as position players. We really don't spend any money on those international free agents that are pitchers. We really focus on those middle infielders and focus a lot on those kids that are like 16 years old and that are like six foot, like a buck 65. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, you're 16 years old. You're going to grow into your body. Let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And I think well, that yeah, requires then, so much more tape that you're not going to have yeah. access to. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, okay, here's a 16-year-old, you know, uh, that we signed. Everybody will get to know him in, like, eight years. Yeah. Right. So So, so it's a weird game. Making good trades to acquire position players and, uh, you know. And we had some young ones, you know, show up, like, Naylor and Bobby Bradley were great, great surprises this year. And, you know, get one or two more, you're pretty much set then, offensively. Yeah. So I'll take it. And you trade for Kyle Hendricks, and you have your top four starters set for next year. Next two years. I'm, I'm actually even coming off of the trade being so robust with the Pirates. Like, just give me Brian Reynolds. Like, yes. Like, yes. give me Brian Reynolds for Juan Hillman, uh, Daniel Johnson, Zimmer, and like two other players. And I'm like, I'll take, I'll give you six players for one. Yeah. <laughs> like, tell me what you want, Pittsburgh, and I'll do it. Like, after drafting these, this plethora of pitchers. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. Yes, it will. But until then, let's cap this baby off. Let's talk about some midseason awards. Um, Ooh, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun to go and look back and see uh, just just who is tearing it up this year obviously it's like you know if you do fantasy or um if you just follow like one team you get kind of wrapped up in those specific things or you just like your team in fantasy although it does help expand your horizons a bit but there's still a lot of names out there that when you like go back and look at the stats you're like oh my god this you know you you want to talk about one of the biggest surprises in baseball in the giants when you look at you know the pitching that they're putting out there this year you go oh yeah that's why they have the best record in baseball so it it's always a fun, enlightening exercise. So let's do it. I figure we can do, like, we'll go each category, and then we'll each say our name. Okay. And then... Okay. We'll circle discuss. back. Yeah, we'll okay. circle back. We'll, we'll snake draft it, draft it, and uh, go from there. So uh, I'll, I'll start with the easy one. We'll go, we'll go AL MVP, okay? This was easy for you? I mean... Yes. yes. Okay. 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 Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is like a okay. slam dunk for me. I okay. mean, I, I would say you going with this, but this is like ninety nine point nine 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 percent Jake Bowers. Yeah, Jake oh. Bowers. Wow. So again, you got it. You is that what you had, yeah. or you agree with um, that, right? What did you? Uh, I'm not quite sure what you were getting. This is embarrassing. Here. Oh, oh boy. So I have. I mean, without a doubt, it's Shohei Otani. As my AL MVP, I mean it's it doesn't get any easier than that. Fabs is nodding in agreement. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, he's I have like, a name. 
I have a name yeah. that I would put as my second that I'm like, I'm sad that. See, I split it's my vote happening this on year. this one. I cheated. I cheated on this one. This is the one and only thing I cheated on. Okay. I, I, I too were Otani, but Vlad Jr., man. And it's fair. I mean, it's fair to fair. put yeah, him out there as considering. Yeah. Like, and, and I came from it from the standpoint of you take that player off your team and they're that team is just in the dumps. Like, so you, you did like the I essence think, of like the actual like the whole LeBron argument of like yes. you take LeBron off a team and they're shit. You take LeBron off any the of the Cavs stats. teams. Yes. Yeah. And like now that team is worthless. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. leads all of baseball in batting average, on base percentage, and RBIs. He's got 28 homers and 73 RBIs, and his and he leads in OPS. I mean, his his WRC plus must be like out of this world. Like he's having an unreal, yeah, unbelievable yeah. season. It, it's it's incredible. But Otani like, is doing it on two different aspects, though. Too, yeah, so that's, I, yeah. I mean, I that's, can't disregard that. And even though the Angels are sort of in it, I guess you could say, in the wild card, you take him off the Angels as they are currently constructed, and, and, and they would be like complete shit. So, the least interesting I, team in baseball, potentially. Something yes. that Stephen A. Smith can't comprehend. I no, can't even get into Something that. that. Well, that's is, a can of worms I don't want to open. Yeah, nor other than other than saying time. like. Other than saying like he's a like Stephen A. Smith is a dumbass. I mean, that's the easiest way to. Yeah. I mean. There you go. So okay, so you had you had Vlad Jr. Chris, and Otani. I had and, split oh, in the, the vote, duel. baby. The co yeah, MVP. I cheated. Okay. I cheated on that one. It's the only okay. one I cheated on. Okay, I that's to. fair. I actually do have them both written down myself, but I had to. I had to go with like I had to go with my head. Couldn't go. Couldn't go with my heart here. I would. I went head and heart, man. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's go NL MVP. Okay, Fabs. You want to go with yours? Uh, uh, yeah, I did uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. I love him so much. He's having an electric year. He's also injured for a spell, and he's still like having putting up amazing numbers. I I'm not going to say I if no one mentions it. There's somebody who I think could take it from him, but I won't mention that name because if you guys say it, I don't want to like spoil it. So I would go for uh, right now Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, and he's keeping definitely keeping San Diego in the thick of the craziness that is the NL West, which is way crazier than any of us thought with now three teams competing for the best record in baseball. Okay, Chris, what do you got? Went on a big limb here. And I too also with Tatis Jr. Yay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll end the suspense and also tell you that I did Tatis Jr. Um, yes. but I don't know if this is the name you were thinking of. Are you thinking of Nick Castellanos? No, I oh, love that's him. A good, I say, that's I a good Jake, one. Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. Those are two good uh, ones. As like, yeah, I know they're always weird about giving pitchers MVP, but yeah. Yeah. I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll get it, but yeah, man, the reds, they are, they are lighting and it up. I'm I, so happy. I believe Jesse Winker nice too could even be a yeah, dark horse. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Reds, Reds have had a good stretch. They're at least they in it. They're they're, they're in it. their problem is uh, the thing that's sad for the you know everybody who's not leading the division is that it's like your wild card teams in the NL are the Dodgers and the Padres, and it's like good luck. 
You know, yeah, the, the right. Reds are right there, but I think they're like still five games out or something they're like yeah, that. Yeah. Four back. Yeah, they're, they're, so, they're, one, they of, they're one of like two teams that ever like really have a shot of maybe possibly. I mean, with the Dodgers second spot, but they're Dodgers injuries. If they, maybe if they win their division. They don't have to play mm-hmm. an NL West team until the National League Championship. Like that's amazing. They can just face uh, who, the Reds won. Yeah, the Reds won. They play the NL East. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know, and it'll be it'll be interesting out there. Uh, but I mean, Castellanos, like, he's he's dueling duking it out with uh, Adam Frazier for the National League hits. Yeah. Uh, uh, nope. leaderboard so he, that, that's a good that's a really good uh 1b yeah I, I just like fab said i couldn't look past what tatis has done so far with missing what three weeks too yeah yes here's my tatis ball from the futures game nice Ooh. continue to grow in value <laughs> God, you can don't, be able to retire. Don't put that out in the universe. Retire like ten <laughs> no, years <you're> early. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's awesome. That ball's nice. So, well, I, I feel the same way about my Vlad Junior rookie cards. When I see him, oh, just absolutely, yes. where he's going to hit a, have 150 RBIs this year, where I'm like, yes, please. Yeah, <laughs> continue that sh- shredding pace. This piece of cardboard's um, going to net me a lot of money. I keep, I keep telling my son. I won't be saving any money for your college education. I'll just assume that this will pay for it. So I'll assume the car bubble will not burst. Blank, blank yeah. stares back at you. Yeah, <laughs> he, he I can see grabs, it that he's starting he to get it. A, a he's star, okay, okay, okay. So he just rips it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. No. All right, let's get. We'll get a little crazier here. One that I think is like one of the hardest ones to pick in years. Uh, Al Cy Young. Yeah. I haven't seen it this wide open. I mean, in ever. I, it really, to me, because no I feel one like wants the, to win it, it feels like. It's a, such a bummer that Bieber and Savali got hurt because I think they mm-hmm. they could be the two front runners to win it right now. If 100%. They were healthy. Yeah. And 100%. Garrett Cole has fallen back a little bit. I know mean, he had kind of a rough stretch there in the last couple of weeks. So I, at one point I was like, oh, it's Garrett Cole. And it's like, that's, you know, done. Oh yeah. I uh, thought so too. Bieber, Bieber would be a no doubt about it if he was healthy at where it would be a lot clearer. But the name that I threw out there that I was like, honestly shocked at where he currently stood was Lance Lynn with the White Sox. Oh, that's who I picked. That's who I picked. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I think... I think it's if you got if you're on the division leading White Sox and you have a sub two ERA and you've pitched like ninety innings already to and he's just been a complete workhorse of a pitcher. I I don't because I am really not in the camp much of like I mean I I just will say I really don't like giving relievers Cy Young awards I really don't. I agree I, with you. I don't like giving it to closers. I feel like it's it's just like the impact of a closer and like even the you know teams have shown that like that you know you could have a carousel of closers and it doesn't really matter most of the time and I understand if you have one guy who's just super dominant like maybe maybe you should get consideration but like you'd be you'd have to be having like 
the old Eric Gagne types of numbers. I was just about to say, I would love for you to record a 30-minute retrospective on Eric Gagne in a Cy Young season. That'd be super fun. I would love to go back and look at it. He was juiced up, but I'll, I'll yeah, go back and look. Was juiced oh, man, his yeah. entrance was psychotic. I loved it so much. What was his entrance again? It was just like the electric. Because the Dodgers have these like really cool... I remember the song, but the Dodgers had these like really cool video monitors on field level. And so it would be like insane, like strobing almost. And he would come out okay. like just running, screaming. <laughs> and he had those glasses. It was just the best. I loved his. I loved glasses. Up on roids. Oh yeah, he was like out of his mind. His 100%. eyes, his, like eyes, were like insane looking. It was the best. Yeah, yeah. He and he had that like cool, dirty hat. I like that. Yes, it's like, like ridiculously gross. You're just sitting in the bullpen, and also wasn't he like <laughs> six? Didn't he have like a sixty consecutive like saves? Yeah, it was some, like something. Else. I'll, find Nuts. I'll find the number. So, so I think as of right now, my leader in the clubhouse is Lance Lynn. Okay. And Fab, as you said, Lance Feels Lynn too, weird. right? And then he had it, yeah. Um, 84. Chris, what do you have? What was it? 84 consecutive 84. saves? That's crazy. Holy cow. It stretched yeah. two seasons, obviously. It did, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had Lance Lynn also. All right. Well, I this was another, like, the AL MVP for me was... Obviously, the toss-up. And then this was another difficult one where, like we said, Kluber, Savali. Um, I even had, like, Radon in that mix. I was like, my goodness. Like, I, you could give it to anyone. Ultimately, I think your top three are, before I reveal who I'm, I picked, are Lance Lynn, Chris Bassett and Garrett Cole. Okay. I think those are the top three, probably clubhouse leaders. And I went with Garrett Cole. Um, some of his advanced yeah. numbers were pretty still filthy. So I was kind of like, ah, I hate the guy, but I do. I did have a copy. I can't of, argue with what he's doing about, about Savali. If he comes back, in late July, early August, and the Indians go on a run, and he has like a really good two couple, a couple of months. I think he might have an outside shot, at least being a finalist. Sure, he's still he's still tied for the lead in wins in the AL. <laughs> yeah. I know wins aren't an end all be all stat, but yeah I mean they that you know as much as you hate to admit it like it's st- for the voters it still matters yeah it does yeah. like the voters still look at like wins era strikeouts you know yeah it, it's the it you know you you were talking about the advanced stats for uh Garrett Cole it's like I'm sure a lot of the voters like consider it but yeah it's still like gonna be the main. Yeah. You know, if a guy has like a sparkling, you know, he's, you know, <clears throat> 17 and three, you know, that's that yeah. kind of you know, Cole's, thing. Cole's record is pretty nice. He's got he's a lot of strikeouts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So what do we all think know. for the, the NL Cy Young? This should be a, a surprise. Oh, boy, I don't know. 
The Grom? Yeah. Well, what do we... Yeah, I said the Grom. Yeah, I have the Grom. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think I, don't, I don't know how... The Grom... Uh, I don't know. I don't know I don't how know. it's anything but. Yeah, sorry, I was just looking at some, some advanced stats uh, for some pitchers, but I was getting deep down the Fangraphs rabbit hole. Which does nobody any any Ooh, good on recording a podcast? But I, uh, yeah, I don't know how <laughs> who, it's anybody. Who but... are you going deep on that rabbit hole on? Well, I was trying to look at the the ERA plus leaders for. Oh, okay, that is uh, a nice stat. ERA so so ERA plus is my favorite. ERA plus and weighted uh, weighted runs created plus are my two favorite advanced stats because they those are. Great stats. They, my, they do three things. They account for the league that you're in. They account for the park that you play in. And they have an, a league average number that's accepted across. Yeah. And it's so much yeah. easier to say, <clears throat> okay, if the league, league average for both of these stats is 100, any any number above or below is that percentage yeah. better than the average? It's just so easy. It's like... There's so yeah. many advanced stats out there that like it makes your head spin, and it honestly to me feels like I don't like sacrilegious to say too this. Many. There's too many. There's too many. I hate to say it. There's, there's too many. Too many. But there are some that are are like perfected, and I feel like that, those, plus, those are two good ones. Yes, and I love batting average balls in play. I think that one's a really good one as well. But and that, that's the fun is one. Too. Fine, but those two I just use as like my like if I'm like real quickly looking. Like I need something to just like take a quick look at beyond the basics. I usually go there. So, although I didn't need to do that for Jacob Degrom, it's like yeah, it's it's Degrom. Was it. he at like two fifty or something like that? Two fifty ERA plus. Oh, I'd have to look. Yeah, I looked uh, at it and it was like ungodly. It was it was like, just he's like two hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, like or no, well one hundred fifty percent better than league average. Okay, right. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can look that up here. Um, because some of those Corey Kluber years, Corey Kluber was like 100% better than league average. Oh, yeah. He, he had was, the ERA plus of like 200. So filthy those those seasons he won the Cy Young. Yeah, just unbelievable. Um, I have to find it. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I, I cut you off on your Jacob Degrom thought earlier too. Oh no, just that he's uh, a, an absolute animal. He's, he's I, so I get that's you know it's it's yeah it's like, um, you know he he's doing things that you know when your ERA is like what is it one o? It's just one. It's just like it, barely over one. Yeah, I mean I know <laughs> like, they've got him on like ridiculous. I know he's only pitched like. Well, he still he still pitched like ninety two innings. So, like I know they've had him on like he's been hurt a little bit, and they've his had him on innings, like quote his unquote innings are down. Counts. But it's like yeah, his innings are a little down from some of the league average or like the league leaders, I should say. But if you look at, I think he's got like nineteen starts, which is really only like two or three games off the pace, right? And I mean, he'll probably end up with like one hundred seventy innings. Like he's gonna, yeah, that's and I totally I, fine. I mean, I I don't want Lindor to do well, but I am rooting for the Mets to make the playoffs because I want to see Degrom in the playoffs. Like that that was to, to I get see, playoffs in the first round. Yeah, I want to see him you know, <laughs> pitch a flawless game 
And then you like, pitch a really good game one, and then gives up game a two and single, three. Yeah, they lose one nothing, and then he's he just well, watches game, get swept. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that. Best of both worlds. I, I could sign up for that. Yeah. Uh, we're we're um, on now. We're on rookie. We're of on the, the rookies year. of the year. Ooh. Okay. Which one do we go? Yeah. AL or NL? Let's stick with the AL. Yeah, all we've right. been kind of going AL and NL um, back and forth. I'll, uh, okay. Pretty good. I, I kind of felt greasy with these selections just because it seems like the two selections that everyone and their brother have. So, Chris, but, by uh, the way, uh, before, before, sorry, before you uh, get into this, I, I did find DeGrom's ERA plus this year. It's 360. Yeah. It's 363. 360. Three. Two hundred sixty percent. Jeez, oh my god! Isn't that nuts? Jeez, crazy. I mean, I haven't. I I don't think I've ever seen. There isn't anyone that's even like over over three hundred that I can see in like modern like baseball. Yeah, and Um, actually, Shane Bieber last year was like a two eighty four. Bauer last year was a two eighty nine. So yeah, they they were pretty close. Kluber. I was gonna say I'm, it was like two hundred one year. Numbers. He was two hundred two and one forty four in his couple of years, but yeah, I mean, it, but Degrom's is just, I mean, unfriggin' believable. It's insane. Yeah, that that's a number that I didn't, like. I wouldn't even have thought was like possible. So anyway, those are the ERA plus for your two front runners. I wonder um, what the anyway, Pedro years they were. They had like so that ninety nine season. Uh, 2002. So I can here. I'll look. Actually, here you go. 1999 was 243. Uh, 2000 was 291. And 2002 was 202. And 2003 was 211. So okay. pretty damn good. That 2000 good, but not like, as good as like. I mean, that's Corey Kluber prime years too. Yeah. Which are we all of a sudden making the argument for Corey Kluber to still make the Hall of Fame? Did we just uncover a stat probably there? Probably not. I mean, probably not at this no, point. I know. No. Unfortunately. I mean, he, he only had find... like five good years. Yeah, he's going to have to somehow find a, a magic or, serum. Or maybe he gets moved to be like a bullpen arm. The Ooh. John Smoltz route. And he can, you know, give himself six or prolong, seven bullpen Prolong years. his yeah. career, yeah. That'd be kind of fun. That'd be crazy. Get the roll, uh, what is it? Uh, Roloids reliever reward, yeah. Oh, is yeah. A, Roloids is that yeah. a real award or is that just a uh, MLB the Show award? Because I don't know. No, I think that was a real award. I think it was at one point. No, okay, there's probably some new sponsor, but okay. um, Vicks Vapor Rub, yeah, uh, reliever of the something. Year. Okay, well, so that's a foreign you're... substance. Uh, that's a foreign substance. Oh, no, it is, you're right. Oh, really yeah. Funny. Is yeah, there yeah. a sponsor? Spider Spider Tech yes. Reliever Award. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, All right, so go okay. ahead. So Chris, my AL rookie of the year thus far was uh, Adalis Garcia from the Rangers. Dude, yeah. Like, I, I there's a couple other guys that, like, popped up, and I was like, yeah, they're having good years, but, like, this dude is just crushing it. He's got, like, okay. 24 home runs and, like, a 276 batting average. And I'm like, I can't argue against it. 
that's who I had as well. It's I, for that one, it, it kind of was a no brainer. I, I wish he wasn't so far out because, like, if he didn't exist, I think there's an outside shot. Bobby Brad, I think Bobby Bradley has an outside shot of being a finalist. I don't think he can like hundred percent. Those numbers are real good. What like, was? I, what was? I I know I I just was projecting Bobby Bradley stats after like. 12 games, but I've told you guys that he could have 40 home runs this season at his current pace, and he's certainly cooled off of that pace, but Let me check Bobby Bradley's at, like, what, 11 or 12 home runs? Um, he's at oh, uh, he's at 10 this year. Yeah, he's at 10 this 10, year, 20 10 RBIs. This year. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with, like, 24 home runs. How many and, games like, has he played? 60 RBIs. He's played 30 games, 31 games. So, in 31 games. So, so for 162 game season, 25 to 30 out of, home runs isn't mm-hmm. out of the question. He'd have to get hot a little bit. I think he's going to hit around 25, and I think he'll get around 60 50, RBI, 50 or 60 RBIs. Yeah, which okay. is great. Oh my god! That's I, a, yeah, <laughs> yes, way Please. better than Jake Bowers. <laughs> so, I never, we I love that we never missed a chance to. <laughs> take a crap on us. Slander Jake <laughs> Bowers. Yeah, name. on Jake Bowers. <laughs> um, all right. So obviously Adoles Garcia has had like a just bonkers ass season, but I know he's cooled off. Like he had that stretch where he was just like hitting bombs every single day and he's cooled off to some extent, kind of in like the Yermin Mercedes route where it was like, yeah. you know, one month in it was like, here's your rookie of the year. And now he's back in AAA. So yeah, Assuming well, he holds that's it. also that's also due to our dear friend Tony Larusa, though too. But that's the topic for ever day. since. Yeah, ever since that moment, man, that was like where it all kind of like came unhinged for him. So I like Garcia a lot. I like obviously uh, Randy Arozarena a lot. But mm-hmm. the guy that I the my dark horse who I actually have listed who I think might win it is Ryan Mountcastle. The Orioles. Yeah. So my, 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 he had the worst start you could imagine to the season, but from June 1st until July 11th, he's hit 296 with a 371 on base percentage, nine homers, 27 ribbies, 13 walks, uh, five doubles, blah, blah, blah. But he has been very hot. So, and he's put together for about a month and a half now. And he hit, I think he had like 300 in his like, you know, call up year or whatever. So I, there's my dark horse. I like him a lot. I think he might, that's, I think he has the most, dark horse. That's a he very has the solid. most sustainable, like, like the, the best possibility for sustaining it. Whereas Garcia has been really, really hot and then cold. Rosarena has been like sort of on like a roller coaster a bit of a season. Mountcastle, I think, I think he's got it figured out. And I, I could see him winning it. All right. I do have fantasy, so if you want to make a trade, since you're really high on him right now. I've got him in another league, in a non-dynasty league, but it is a keeper league. But maybe. (laughs) I do love him. He's only 24, I think. Yeah. Um, He's super young. For the purposes of a dynasty league? Ooh. All right. NL, NL Rookie of the Year, which I think is like a fairly easy one. But I'm interested in what you guys have. Yeah, I agree. I um I had uh Trevor Rogers at 
he's with the Marlins. It, but, I mean, he's having a great year. He was an all-star. Seven and six, but he's with the Marlins, so that's why he has that many losses. Uh, 2.31 ERA, which is amazing. And just begrudgingly saying it because he'll be, you know, the Marlins ace in their in three years when they have that random-ass World Series they win against either <laughs> yeah. the Cleveland Indians or another team that we love. And he'll be traded to the Yankees after that. So we'll be seeing him in the playoffs either losing the World Series to the Marlins or when we get swept by the Yankees in the first round. So either way, he's coming for us. Yep. That'll be the oh yeah, that'll be the Marlins Indians World Series in like three or four years. <laughs> when yeah. we Thankfully get he's like really well, uh they have um who's their other good starter down there? Sandy um Alcantara. Yeah, they do yep. have him too. Dude, I'm telling you, the Marlins are not that far away. They No, they aren't. They are pretty damn good. They are they have some young talent. They uh, they got some pitching. They yeah. are closer than people think. When you got those two guys that are going to head up your rotation for like years to come, and yeah, yeah, they're going to be that's, they're going to be just fine. Nice. I also have Trevor Rogers. I'm looking at his stats right now. Like you said, seven and six, two thirty one ERA. His ERA plus is a robust one seventy six. So yeah. holy cow! And the dude is a former first round pick. So it's not, uh, you know, completely insane that he would be doing that, but um, he was like a 13th overall pick uh, in the first round. So it's, and he's like 22. So, or no, he made his debut at 22. He's 23 this year. He's 23. Oh my God. So, okay. There you go. (laughs) There's your, I had Rogers too. too. Like, yeah. Slam dunk in the NL. At least it's nice when it's that easy. Also, it's gonna be annoying on the broadcast too, because like you know, Joe Buck is just gonna be salivating and heavy breathing, talking about Derek Jeter and like the tremendous job he did turning them around. We're gonna get a bunch of close-ups of handsome Derek Jeter and his oh, yeah. like Miami wear, and it's just gonna be yeah, oh. his like <clears throat> his like Miami loungewear, and know? then like right like, next to him will be like will be like the Cleveland Guardians or the Spiders by then, but there'll be like. Four like fifty five year old dudes surrounding Derek Jeter in like red Chief Wahoo garb, face paint, just like oh no doubt. faced, and it's like that's <laughs> Cleveland fans for you. And it's <laughs> the five guys who just couldn't give it up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, hey, at least we'll be in the World Series again, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, 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 Something that's to hang our hat on. Yeah, that's right. I, I know we have, we're, we'll talk about uh, our RIP list, I think, in our next episode because uh, we're, we're uh, coming against our uh, arbitrary punch drunk, uh, and time. it's very late for, yeah, for so. most of us. <laughs> and it also coincides very nicely with the uh, topic of uh, trade. trade bait. Yes. Uh, so that's we, true. we yeah, will be sure. back uh, putting, we'll be burying some teams here because uh, there are quite a few that are going to be dead and gone, uh, especially within the next week or so. Cleveland might yes. be among them, but we'll see. They have giving a lot of forties to pour out that week, guys. Yeah, well, ooh, that'll be a good time to talk about our old King Cobra addiction in college. So we'll nice. save that story for uh, the next <laughs> next time. But uh, until then, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, five stars only, uh, and uh, 
Be sure to follow us on social at CalPenalPod, and we'll catch you guys later.